And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording Monday, November 6th. We're recording this part of the show before Celtics Timberwolves, which kicks off at 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, but we will be obviously reviewing to that game after the game, inserting it into the episode. However, before we get into that and everything else and the rest of the show, last full pod, we asked you guys to comment what's popping. We said, you know, we're partnering with Pop Nito. It's on the screen now. You can see. Uh popcorn in disguise and pop nito and then you know gave you guys a chance to win a ten dollar gift card which we will once again be doing this episode so if you would like to be entered make sure to comment what's popping on the youtube or on you know throughout emails or comment on the video what's popping with your comment and you will be automatically entered uh, and we will be going through the wheel today we had yeah. six people enter last podcast and we'll be spinning the wheel to see who'll be winning this week's uh ten dollar gift card if you do win we will be you know getting in touch with you, telling you to DM us on Twitter or somewhere else so we can find a way to get you the code, email, uh, etc. But shall we spin the wheel, Sam? Spin Let's it. Get this going. Click to spin. Who will win the first in Pop Nito? Jenny from Jenny Japan. Jenny from Japan. The first winner. Sam, I remember this comment. She agreed with you. Uh, oh, that's they right. Said, yeah. They, I don't always they said agree, I, Sam, but... <laughs> what you know, I do is about, about the jerseys. With the jerseys. <laughs> so uh, after we wrap up here, Jenny, I'm going to make a note on our sheet now uh, to respond to your comment, let you know you won, uh, and then we'll find a way to get in touch with you and get you the code. We'll, we'll contact Impopnito. They'll give us the code and we'll send it your way. But thank you for everyone who entered uh, and make sure to comment again on this episode. What's popping for a chance to win another one? We will be doing a $10 voucher for in pop Nito, every single podcast so make sure to comment you what's popping with in. your comment if you already comment on the video just throw what's popping at the front and you will be entered uh so make sure to comment on this episode in pop Nito right here because i ate all of it because it's so good exactly you exactly. can join so, me make sure to comment what's popping on this video to be entered and uh we're gonna throw it over to our future selves uh to talk about the celtics timberwolves game so see you in a sec all right for the first time we are here post pre-recording everything else after Celtics lost the Celtics lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, tonight. Again, we're recording this now at Monday, November 6, 11 PM uh, lost in overtime due to the Minnesota Timberwolves final score. 109, 114. Anthony Edwards absolutely popped off 38 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, 15 to 25 from the field. Uh, and the Celtics just really couldn't find any form of consistent offense. They shot 39% from the field and 28% from deep. Uh, everyone struggled from three on the night outside of uh, Hauser and Brown shot. Okay. But it was high volume, low makes. So the percentage might be lying a little bit. Drew holiday was very off four for 16 on the night. Oh, for four. Kristaps Porzingis didn't have it. Al Horford didn't have it. Tatum shot well from the field, but couldn't make his threes. Uh, six turnovers for Tatum. Um, Carl Anthony Towns was bad, but he fouled out, which kind of worked out well for the, uh, the Timberwolves in overtime. Just a messy game uh, from the Celtics. 82-0 was never in the cards as much as Sam wanted it to be, but uh, it, it was just it was a mess. The Timberwolves played good defense on the night, made a bunch of tough shots, and Celtics offense just couldn't find a way to generate good shots outside of the threes they took. And even the threes they took weren't great. So overall, just a pretty messy game and a tough loss for the Celtics. Five and one on the season now. Yeah, I mean, this was just about as bad as it gets. It was miserable from the jump. Like Jack said, the percentages were just terrifying. Like 39% from the field, then 28% yeah. from three. Like, 
what a terrible night that is. And they ended with what? 16 turnovers that, what did I watch <laughs> the playoffs tonight? <laughs> the worst part is like wolves had 23, so they should have won the turnover battle, but it didn't matter. They played with some kind of guts down the stretch in the fourth because they were down. They, they took a lead. And then once they got the lead, they looked like the team from last year where they just had nothing for you. They looked terrible yeah. in overtime. They got very lazy. They were taking threes. They couldn't buy a stop. I mean, Anthony Edwards was on fire, so you have to take that one with a grain of salt. But yeah, the offense just looked lost. Minnesota showed off why they were the number one defense in the league. They made things difficult. It was very hard for Jason Tatum to even get the ball. Never mind to yeah. get a good look. He was impressive that shout he out. shot 54% from the field today. Shout out Jaden McDaniels. He's yeah, defensive Tatum player of the year. The ball. Candidate. <laughs> well, genuinely was really good in this one. He just didn't let Tatum touch the ball a lot. Um, and yeah, it was, it was frustrating. The Timberwolves shot 35% from deep, but they made all the timely ones. Um, uh, Nas Reed played all right when he got in there. Cat was bad. Uh, Drew Holiday just couldn't find anything. He was missing layups. He like it wasn't just like his threes weren't falling. He went over three. He had a tough miss. Uh, yeah, he just he he didn't have Overtime. it. Overtime. Jalen Brown shot all right overall from the field, but even even he had his moments where he wasn't great. Um, Porzingis couldn't find it. Uh, the bench Pritchard still couldn't hit a shot. Hauser made some of his threes. Um, that final shot though he took at the end of the game was bad well this you in overtime and i can't like sort by overtime yet so i can't see what the stats are uh to look specifically at overtime stats but it felt like none of the shots they got were in the flow of the offense it was all tatum pull up with the defender on him brown pull up with the defender on him sam hauser chuck a three at the end and at that point the celtics had maybe like a two percent chance of winning so it, it was whatever but still a bad shot regardless the Timberwolves did a good job of accepting the mismatches and denying the plays off of the mismatches, if that makes sense. The Celtics offense, we talked about it all year, and it's worked really well all year, and I, I'm still confident it can work. You just have to find better ways to work around it. Um, has been find a mismatch and then make a play off the mismatch, and it's worked really well against the first five games. In this one, the Timberwolves were content with Jaden McDaniels and Jason Tatum. They were content with Jalen Brown working on Anthony Edwards. They were fine with it, right? <clears throat> Porzingis didn't have his shot, um, and so they were fine with letting him shoot. Horford didn't have a shot. They were fine with whoever was on him. <clears throat> Drew Holiday obviously didn't have it. Like, as much as the Celtics offense was bad, you also just have to credit the Timberwolves for playing really fucking good defense. Like, they were great on the defensive end. They completely clogged the lane. The Celtics couldn't get anything off towards the rim, which is kind of what they did in Utah with Gobert at the center there. Um, and then even on the perimeter, Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards were roaming around there playing good defense to stop some uh, the, the three-point quality from going up. So it was good all around there. The Celtics settled too much in this one because the, the Timberwolves cut off those passing lanes. And then on offense, like you said, I mean, Anthony Edwards was on a heater. Um, Nikhil Alexander Water Walker, excuse me, hit a couple tough shots. Uh, Jaden McDaniels hit his threes. Like they had guys who stepped up and made big plays. And even Cat, for as bad as he would in this game, had like a three possession stretch where he just ran right into Drew Holiday and made like three buckets in a row. One of them got overturned, but like the, the Timberwolves did a good job of finding their spots and attacking in the places where it benefited them. And uh, defensively, I mean, we talk about it. We talked about, excuse me, on pregame, I think, at how they're the best defensive team in the league. And it showed. You can see why they are the best defensive team in the league. And uh, the Celtics didn't really have an answer for this one. Um, the other thing is, 
Al Horford was just at the by the time the end of the game came around, it was just Anthony Edwards gets the switch on to Al Horford, cook, right? And and that's not a knock on Al because he is what he is at this point, but um, he just Al Horford couldn't keep up. No one could with Anthony Edwards. No, Edwards had it targeted Horford in overtime, got his looks. I mean, some of the shots he was getting was like the easiest, least contested shot he's gotten all night with the seconds winding on overtime, which is what are you going to do? I mean, Horford's going to give you what he's got. And traditionally, he's a very good defender. So, yeah, Horford wasn't great on defense at the end of this game, but it, it really sucked to watch them try and put the ball in the basket. It was pitiful. The final possession of regulation, did Jalen get a good look? Yes. But also, it felt like they could have done more. They could have moved the ball. They had enough weapons to where they could have caused the defense to have to be uncomfortable at least a little bit, right? Instead of Jalen kind of looking for the ISO step back. Again, created a good shot, just hit the front of the rim, like whatever, it happens. But with Tatum on the floor having been hot, Porzingis even post them up, probably draw a double some way. You could have went to that. We talked about the post so much this summer. We've talked about it a whole lot to start the season. And it was kind of sad not to see it get used on a day like today. Now I know Gobert is sitting there waiting in the paint as the help guy, as a great shot blocker. But I would have liked to see a little creativity there besides the top of the key ISO. Because again, just brought me back to watching them fail in the playoffs because they were doing that. I agree. And I don't think this is a necessarily specifically Derek White thing, but I think these are the types of games you could end up seeing when the Celtics are down one of their six guys. Um, especially tonight when Anthony Edwards was so easily able to just get on Al Horford. Like Derek White was in the game there, probably would have been a little easier for the Celtics to defend, probably would have gotten a couple better contests off. Edwards was just hot, so you don't know if it would have helped that much. But <clears throat> on offense, there were so many isolations. I wonder if having that extra ball mover that extra connector because i mean that's really where Derek white excels uh could have helped them generate some sort of flow and just in general when this many guys don't have it on one night having another option who could pick it up like maybe Derek white had this three-point shot that night which would help so um you can see when they start to miss guys i mean joe Missoula went to lamar stevens and see mikhailu early neither of them was really able to get anything going uh and so they didn't play so it, so it wasn't the end of the world regardless but Maybe you wish Pritchard uh, had something else, but e even when Pritchard has the ball, like he was just getting clamped. Like the Timberwolves were just on him. Like he didn't even have a chance to get clean looks off. Luke Cornette was actually fine in this one again. Not that it mattered, but he, he like he was in his spots. He did the right things, in the right places. It, it was just ugly basketball. It was just ugly, selfish basketball from the Celtics in this one. It, it was remnants uh, of what we've seen in year past. Um, Drew Holiday. Had six assists on the nights, but it felt like he probably, this was one of the games where he probably should have taken, you know, probably should have ended three for 11 rather than four for 16, if that makes sense. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's really all there is credit this as much as the Celtics did play bad. I'm tempted to give more credit to the wolves than I am to scold the Celtics. The wolves played really good in this one. Like the Celtics helped yeah. them out by not being on, but wolves played great on defense. You got to give them credit. You got to give Edwards credit for playing like that. Jaden McDaniels had a good game. So they were good. Celtics need to come back and adjust. They weren't going to go 82 and 0 anyways. So uh, it is what it is. I, I don't think this is a panic loss sound the alarms. Cause we've seen how no, the Celtics can just, but um, it, it's it wait an extra five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, overtime was the real problem for me. The offense in overtime was really, really, really bad.
So bad. We could have like done but, this like a, <clears throat> went to bed earlier. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I didn't get to. Also, Just, the last thing. Not a good finish. Yeah, the last thing. Jalen Brown ended up getting an okay shot at the end of regulation there. Um, would you have rather Missoula call the timeout when he was stuck in the corner there and draw something up? Or are you fine with the, what he got? Was he stuck in the corner? I'm trying to think. Oh, yes, he was because well, you were flipping out. Yeah. With like six seconds left, they got he like got stuck there. He was there and like not looking at the basket. I feel like maybe like timeout, but just the nitpick. It was he got an okay shot. Like, I'm not gonna complain about the shot he got, but anyways, anything else you want to talk about from that game, or should we wrap it there? Uh, I'm just trying not to leave anything out off the top of my head. It was just it's tough. Like, let me, I'll check the, the notebook, but it, it was a good Timberwolves win for sure. Like they battled. Yeah. Like if I was a Timberwolves fan, this is like one that you'd be hyped about. You'd be like, we got them. Yeah. And they did. They, they made the Celtics play bad to their credit. Like they made things very difficult for the Celtics. A lot of the shots were tough. Uh, they made the Celtics revert to uh more on ball there. Just the dribble, yeah. dribble, dribble, shoot. Well, I think that's the thing. Like the Celtics. Oh, Last offense, thing. yeah. The Celtics After offense was bad, but the Timberwolves forced them into playing that offense because they couldn't. Like there was no flow because the Timberwolves didn't let them get any. So I guess that's where some credit goes. I will say, I suppose you want this, but it it does feel like everybody just has the green light. Like just if you yeah. have a three, just fire it up there. Like listen, some of them went in. Like Horford made one that I was that's like, what is say. he doing? But like Hauser's green light is like in extremely, extremely like bright and like, he's been a good connector this year too like he's been good, <coughs> excuse me good at driving closeouts and making passes so maybe you see him do that more i i would like that i i don't know maybe i wouldn't like that because then i just think of grant trying to do it true <laughs> there's so a balance I, I don't know i just wish like every time he had the look it wasn't going up it, it <laughs> it's a tough it's a tough thing because then they start to overthink and then the confidence drops and i don't know whatever it's a balanced thing but Tough loss. Celtics will bounce back. They got a few, excuse me, game on Wednesday against the Sixers. A few more games this week, but big one. Uh, we will throw it over to our past selves for the rest of the show. All right. We are back with the rest of the show. Um, one of these times we're going to be coming back from a loss and, and knock on wood. I mean, ho- hopefully not, but it, it's just kind of been like all good vibes this season so far. It's the Celtics yeah. the only undefeated team so far. And we'll see if that's still the same tonight. I could be saying this shit. after a loss, but yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens, but um, depending on who play who plays tonight, we already know at this point in time, Derek White is not playing and Namish Keita is not playing. Kristaps Porzingis and O'Shea Brissett also questionable, um, but the New England Baptist Hospital injury report is starting to get its money's worth this season. Yep. Sam. It's starting, to, starting to ramp up. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Massachusetts 21 plus and present Massachusetts hope is here first online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required first online real money wager only $10 first deposit required bonus issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com gambling helpline ma.org or call 
800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. <laughs> Not what you want to see, especially only five games in. This will be game six, uh, guys on the injury report. However, the reason that Kristaps Porzingis is on the injury report is not something that you should be overly concerned about. It's not a foot problem. It's not a knee problem. It's not a lower lower body problem at all. Quite literally towards the top of the body, almost as high as you can get. An eye issue. Now, he was on the injury report with a sty. What hmm. the hell are these guys doing with their eyes? Joe Mazzulla on Saturday's game against the Nets had these glasses on protective glasses because he had something wrong with one of his eyes and now Porzingis is having an eye issue does nobody wash their hands on this team I feel like a sty doesn't have to do with anything it's it's a blockage of one of the oil glands I'm googling I'm not I don't actually know no it's yeah it's caused by an infection of the oil glands in the eyelid so maybe it is I don't know I've gotten styes before it just just feels like sucks yeah it just feels like you know itchy Yeah, it's like it's like you just keep doing one of these, but it just doesn't mm-hmm. stop itching. Yeah, I know Missoula's thing though. He was he dealt with eye irritation at some point last year too, so I think it's just like he has it got hit in a pickup game. Yeah, scratched so. cornea. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. I, I can't imagine this would keep them out for too long, and Porzingis could play through it. But uh, next thing, which came in as Sam was talking, Jason Tatum won Player of the Week for the NBA. Oh, so hooray! He won NBA Player of the Week alongside Steph Curry for the Western Conference. Uh, Tatum led the Celtics to a three and zero record: thirty-one seven points, nine seven rebounds, fifty-four point two percent three-point percentage, Absurd. which is not something you see Absurd. often from Jason Tatum. So shout out to him. Other nominees, uh, which was posted by the NBA Communications uh, Twitter account, um, Julius Randall. No, in the East, Scotty Barnes, Joel Embiid, and Kelly Oubre from Philly, Tyrese Halliburton, Donovan Mitchell, Dejounte Murray, and Cam Thomas from Brooklyn. But again, it was Mr. Jason Tatum who took it home, playing just crazy well. And, and maybe Best he has a down game. Career. Agree. Maybe we have a down game, uh, or he has a down game against the Timberwolves. <sighs> like as we are, you know, this the is after risks that. We but take. In general, Jason Tatum has been on a mission this season, and. uh he hasn't even been efficient. Like this past week has been very efficient, but he hasn't been efficient the whole season. Like he's had a couple down shooting nights, but it doesn't matter because he's just, he he's attacking the offense. Well, we did a whole video on it. So it feels good to see him playing the way that's fits him best uh, and utilizing his strengths. Just playing smart and he's playing efficient. The post has just changed my life, dude. I, I, I just can't express how thankful I am. It is, you know, Thanksgiving is almost upon us. Like sit down at the table thankful for post-ups this year that's that's what you want to say when you all go around mm-hmm. and say i'm thankful for this that uh three-point percentage being 54 percent is unreal he's he's just so much better <clears throat> yeah. than he's ever been he's been incredible shout out to jason tatum hopefully he keeps it up for the entire season because that will be the key moment. i kind of hope he plays terrible <laughs> today so people come back and watch this and it's just me trashing him after they lose <laughs> to minnesota because he was bad and it's just yeah. like just godsend, man. He's been so good. Well, comment uh, what you think of Sam's takes and make sure to put what's popping at the front for a chance to win free popcorn. Uh, anyways, let's check in with our emails now. Uh, we can Speaking go on over there. We're going to start with an email that hand up our bad. We missed. <laughs> we missed an email a long time ago from Christian. 
um because it went to our spam inbox so christian if you're listening still if you're still a listener which you've emailed us since this we apologize we didn't see this i saw we had a spam email and i just didn't know like what it was and it's from october 13th so <laughs> excuse me we apologize he said hey fellas been listening to the pod for a while and decided to ask one of my questions really sorry we didn't see this it just went to our spam for some reason uh there have been several discussions about what the starting five will be my question is what do you think the starting the closing lineup will be down the stretch of games there were several games last season where Derek white was on the bench on the stretch you see that happening again this year or will be matchup dependent keep up the great work go sees from christian well i mean we can still talk about this because i think it still will change in certain matchups uh, again we hand up our bad we missed the seat yeah, because sorry, it was christian. Sam and box christian um but you've seen different closing lineups throughout the season uh christopher porzingis fouled out one so horford had to close Derek white's been in there for the majority of it um obviously uh Derek white didn't play last game so you saw horford instead based on what we've seen so far because now we at least have a sample size to base our opinions on what do you think the closing lineup should be or do you think it should depend on matchup well I think it should depend on not not so much matchup, maybe a little bit matchup, depending if you really, really need to have Horford out there. But it really should just go into who's playing well today, who's efficient, who's making the right plays, and who has it going, quite simply, because that's what makes the most sense in just about any basketball situation. Of course, you're going to have to put your guys out there to a certain extent, especially on like a normal team that doesn't have like five players that you could consider being at the very least a two on a championship team. Maybe Mm. would you say that? Would you say that's a wild thing to say, Jack? Repeat that. So I, I think every single player in Boston starting five could be a number two at the very least on a title team. Thoughts. Maybe, maybe Uh, three. I don't know. I think at least top three. I think given the right situation, you could probably argue top two. I think as much as I am a fan of Derek White, you just haven't seen it as much with him. I think him and Chris Stops Porzingis have the questionable of, you know, maybe they're more of a three. But I, I do think they would be capable of it given the correct uh, opportunities. So, yeah, I don't I don't think that's a completely outlandish thing to say. I'll back it. I, I, I can agree with it. But I the issue for me is I don't think you can take Derek White out of the closing lineup now with how like consistent mm. he's been in th- this, this was a conversation we've had like for the past two years with Derek white. Like he's just so uh, adaptable is not the right word. He's so able to play any role you need him to play. That like, it, like that's a perfect word. I, I know, but th- that's not the word I was looking for is the point. He, um, flexible, maybe regardless. Good word. <clears throat> he's too good. Not to close. And I, I think that stands now, even though you have two other talented players in Porzingis and Holiday in the mix over whatever else you had. So I, I don't think you can pull Derek White from the closing lineup. I also don't think you can not close with Kristaps Porzingis or Drew Holiday if they're healthy. But then I don't think you can take the Jays off the floor. And so that's where it's difficult, though, because at the same time, if you're playing Joel Embiid, you really need Horford out there. And so that's that's a, the tough decision. At that point, I think you would end up pulling one of Drew Holiday, Derek White, or Jalen Brown off. Because I don't think you can close without Kristaps Porzingis because of the way he changes the Celtics offensive looks and defensive yes. look. Like he, he's just he's too important at this point to everything they do. Um, not saying they can't win without him. Like obviously there's enough talent there, but like he makes a good offense into 
potentially the best offense ever, right? Like, or and the same Man's thing for defense. Logo like, three is it's seven foot three. It, it completely changes it. So, I think if you're playing in uh in a bead or Giannis or somebody that you need Horford out there to defend, um, you take out one of Drew, Derek, or Jalen Brown, and I'd be tempted to say one of just Drew or Jalen Brown because I truly believe like Derek White's shooting and. and defensive presence and i'm not saying you know drew and jalen are bad at those things but I, we we know my thoughts on Derek white so I, I think if you need al horford on the floor you take out one of drew or jalen brown uh whoever's not shooting well that night or whoever has you know had an off night with turnovers or like you were talking about and that's where you put in al horford but i think outside of those very niche circumstances where you need one of those two on the court to guard guys that uh or you need horford on the floor to guard one of those guys then you just roll with the starting five as the closing five um, and keep Horford on the pine because it's the starting five has been great. So that's my thought. Oh, it has been great. And, and Horford <laughs> has been steady, but not the best he's ever been for the Celtics. The efficiency is kind of down, even though against Brooklyn, he wasn't half bad. But before that, he was shooting in the 30s as a big guy. Not necessarily what you want, um, but defensively, we haven't seen him tested just yet with a massive task of guarding an Embiid or Giannis. Hopefully he's still able to hold up there because that's truly the most important thing he's going to do for the Celtics is play defense on those guys. I think if you're looking for somebody to take out of the game at that point, it just depends on the day. Mm. I, I don't think there's any simple answer to it, or that is the simple answer. It's There's no set in stone answer where it's the same guy every day. It's, oh, Jalen Brown's sloppy today? Okay, he can sit out. Derek White doesn't have it. Okay, he can sit. Drew's kind of firing too early in the shot clock, not making his shot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll back it. I think, I think that's just the way they have to approach it um, as the season goes on, and we'll see how Joe Mazzulla decides to attack those matchups with Embiid and Giannis and stuff. But uh, for now, it'll have to be based on what they need, and the starting lineup doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon, barring somebody being out. So. Uh, we can go with that. So uh, let's check in with some of our more recent emails because we we do have some of those as well. Um, <clears throat> practice your Chinese for real. Evening, guys. I ran across this and figured Sam should hear it, but off air maybe. Okay, we'll leave that for off air then. <laughs> okay. We don't read these emails before we go, but we'll check that out when off the pod. Uh, on the next episode of What's Poppin'? Good morning, guys. Congratulations on the in Nito sponsorship in the email segment. Nice to see HBTC Media Empire to continue to grow. Uh, today, popcorn. Tomorrow, Drew Carter's hair product. Maybe we'll have to know that. Seriously, I love the guy's calls and his comic book uh, pop culture references that befuddle Scal, but can someone help him with his haircut? It looks like an unfortunate hazing prank on the rookie announcer. Just make him bring everyone donuts instead. Uh, not that I should talk. I look like a hippie Wilford Brimley these days <laughs> on to game stuff. Let's start with the Celtics. Good uh, own God of mischief. Loki Luke Cornett doing his best Rob will impression uh, against That's Brooklyn right. five for five shooting from inside the arc in the restricted area. It's a graphic on MV.com. So it must be true. There you go. <clears throat> Shout out Luke Cornett. Uh, I agree with Jack's assertion that Luke isn't going to add features to his game that will transform him into a starter, but I can see him following in Derek White's development path and refining and extending his skills to become more helpful to the team. I'm still waiting to see preseason Peyton become a regular season rabbit. I don't know where the disconnect is, if it's him facing more first strings players or his not taking charge among the starters more forcibly or just Jalen Brown's tendency to hold the ball longer in the possession than Tatum and Holiday. Whatever it is, if he continues, he could play himself into being trade bait for Alex Grusso. Maybe. 
KP with the quote real technicals already. Is this a new manifestation of the refs hate Daniel Tice? But for Latvians, maybe mm. <laughs> love the tour date concept, but will absolutely buy a Julius Randle North American t-shirt. Maybe Pete Rogers banner 18 could make one. Speaking of Pete, have y'all ever had him on the pod? We have had Pete Rogers on the pod. Make sure to tune in uh, if you want to check that out. And we'll probably have to have him on again this year because he's making the jerseys again. Um, he's back. He's got to be. Not much in the state of RJ this week, so I'll give you a view from my window showing sunrise over the East Bay along with our storage shed from the foreground. Our our outbuilding was not the star of the B-grade horror movie murder shed, just like it looks like it was. This is an awesome view. This is a very Fine. cool view. <laughs> Shout out to you, RJ. Uh, be well, RJ. Thank you, RJ. Pretty usual. And yeah, Luke Cornett was awesome. Uh, fun to see. And I agree with all of your takes on Pritchard and Pete Rogers uh, making a Julius Randle Torjay jersey. Uh, what's popping? Small sample size quiz with results. The, I thank you for for <laughs> emphasizing the with results portion of the email. Morning, guys. Five games is enough to do a stats quiz, right? Pair the Celtics player with a stat per thirty six minutes that lead the team in. Okay, I'm going to read these out, then we'll do it for the audio listeners' sake. <clears throat> sure. Um, the stats are A points, B three point attempts, C free throws made, D offensive rebounds, E blocks, F assists, and then the players. Kristaps Porzingis, Delano Banton, Jason Tatum, Fima Kailu, Lamar Stevens, Peyton Pritchard. Answers way below the signature of ULRG. Thank you. Okay. I know one of these answers already, Sam, because I've seen RJ tweet about it. Lamar okay. Stevens leads the team in three-point percentage because he has taken one and he made it. So he's shooting right. 100% from three. The percentage so, is not one of the... Oh, you're right. It's attempts. Um, in that case, I would have to imagine... Points is Jason Tatum. We know that. So we can we can cancel that out. Tatum is leading the team in points. Uh, right? Correct. Per 36 minutes. Oh, per 36 minutes is a wrinkle, huh? I I, I think it might. How many games has Delano Benton played in? Well, he was bad in the Wizards game. He I think was. Tatum is still points. I, Delano Benton could be a shout. Oh, but no, I feel no, like Tatum, Tatum okay. has to be three-point attempts, right? Tatum has to be either oh. points or free throws, and so does Chris Dobbs. Sfi Mikhailu is 1,000% three-point attempts. That man came in, and okay, he yeah. was firing. So he has to be three-point attempts. Lock okay, it in. Sfi, Sfi is three-point attempts. I'll back it. Sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, now. Blocks. Blocks is an intriguing one, because I don't know how many blocks any of these guys. I think Pritchard is assists, definitely. He's like third on the team in assists as it is. So he has to be I think, yes. Yep. So Pritchard has to be assists. Sfi has to be three-point attempts offensive rebounds i think banton might be points i think you're kind of right i, I low-key think banton might be three uh per 36 minutes points yeah so banton i'll go points. with that um Chris stops blocks blocks yeah and then tatum, tatum free throws free throws and that would leave what lamar stevens is the with offensive, rebound offensive rebounds guy. okay i'll back it let's see let's see how we did shall we let's see a3 oh, did us dirty. A is Tatum. Okay, we should have known okay. that. That our bad. B is four. So three point attempts yep. is Fima Kylo. We got that. C is two. Free throws made is Delano Banton. Okay, okay. so we had them switched. <laughs> sure. Uh D5. Offensive rebounds, Lamar Stevens. Yep. Okay. Uh E1, F6. Uh E blocks is Chris Stops, and yeah, assist is Pritchard. So we just had Tatum and Banton switched. Solid solid outing from us. Yeah, now, well, now I want to know how many free throws made per 36 still on a band this average. So I'm going to go look at this really quick. It's got to um, be like at least eight then. I feel like Tatum's got a lot. Yeah. Let me see here. Um, per 36 minutes, free throws made 
The little bit is averaging f- six free throws made per 36 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, per that's 36 something. stats are something special. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, we weren't too far off. Donovan is third on the team in points per 36 minutes at 26. Uh, and Lamar Stevens is second at 27. So we were, we weren't too far off. We were, we were close anyways. Thank you, RJ for the email per usual. Um, next thing we have here is something that Sam put on the sheet that TD garden is had a perfect transit score. Like in terms of getting to the game, oh, Sam's messing with the background. Uh, <laughs> what's uh, what is this TD garden thing? What is what is this? so I was on Twitter today and I saw that Axios.com ranked some of the NBA or all of the NBA arenas to which were most transit friendly quote reads TD Garden Capital One Arena Wizards and Barclays Center Nets are among the NBA arenas with perfect transit scores. According to a new ranking walk score, a Redfin company that promotes walkable neighborhoods measured how well NBA arenas are served by public transportation. The company assigns a usefulness value to the nearby transit routes on frequency type and distance between stops. Now I put this on here because Jack is a frequenter of the public transit to get himself to TD garden when he's there covering games. So I wanted thoughts from a loyal commuter on TD Garden's perfect transit score. Yeah. Listen, the T sucks. I'll put it that way. It just, uh, blatant. that said, it is unfair to compare it to some of these other cities because most mm. of these cities just don't have a, a, a metro. Like they don't have a train that gets them in that city. So you see Spurs as like second to, uh, as last here. That's because they don't have a train to get people there. It's like the public transit score is the bus (laughs) or something, which is probably much worse. And it's probably not as frequent because everything's further away in Texas. And so it makes sense that the cities you see up top, which in this case, Boston, D.C., Brooklyn, New York, Toronto, all have public transport. Like they all have a train that can get you there and from. So I had a conversation with this uh, with a buddy last year or whenever it was. And he was saying like only like 25 cities in the U.S. have train like have a, a, a t or a subway and as much as the t sucks and there's delays and it's never on time and all this stuff blah 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 i love the t because it makes everything a lot easier in the grand scheme of things in, in terms of like especially I, I don't live in the city yet i plan to but like if i lived in the city i could just walk to a t station and not have to worry about driving anywhere and it would make my commute a lot quicker make it a lot easier i wouldn't have to pay for parking like i i I enjoy the the idea of the T, and I I, I oh, like yeah. that it's accessible to me, and I like that it's an option. It does suck. <laughs> it's, like I can still complain about it, but I, I get why it's it's a hundred here because when you're comparing it to cities that just don't have a subway, like yeah, it's gonna look a lot better. So I like I, I understand wish I had a subway, but... dude. It would be so far to get a subway just across Rhode Island. It's nice. Subway, Rhode Island's so small, we could probably just pop subways everywhere. <laughs> you just subway around the whole state. Be great. There you go. What Rhode uh, Island really needs, this means nothing to you. They need a bridge in the middle of the state to go across from the East Bay to the West Bay. Now, this is so inside baseball for people that live here, but they have bridges down south where Narragansett, Jamestown, and Newport are, where all the beaches are at. And you can take sure. the bridges to get across that way, or you have to go across from Providence on 195 and you get to the east bay 
if you had a highway going from Warwick to like uh, Bristol or Portsmouth, it would be the most fire thing ever. I mean, I don't convenient for me. I don't drive to Rhode Island often. I drive it like once a week when we go to ball. I refuse to. I refuse to drive through Providence. I hate it. It's awful. It's horrendous. So ninety five <laughs> South is just not not big enough. It's not. It's three bad. lanes is a joke. Mm-hmm. It's a joke. I refuse. I will avoid it. I just can't wait to sit in traffic tomorrow. Just thinking <laughs> about bad. it. Uh, next thing we have Jason Tatum recently after he scored his ten thousandth career point for the Celtics, which we discussed last episode on on uh, when we were talking about the Nets game. Youngest Celtic to ever do it. He mentioned that he didn't even want to come here as a rookie, uh, which is something he, like Sam informed me. He talked about in the past, which when Sam said yep. it, I remember the quotes, but Tatum said, man, I was ignorant when I got drafted. First of all, I didn't even want to come uh, because I didn't think I was going to play. They had Hayward, they had JB, they had Isaiah Thomas, smart. I didn't think I was good enough to be on that team, which is kind of funny when you think about it, because he was like immediately the best player on that rookie year team. <laughs> like He immediately stepped in and like injuries, yeah, he, obviously he, injuries were monster, him, but... monster showing in the playoffs when yeah. everybody was out or the top two guys were out. Yeah, so but like it kind of shows like the mindset you have when you're a rookie, like you just want to go to the best place. You don't really care about winning as much. You just want a place where you can prove yourself. And luckily for Tatum, he went to a place where he proved himself and also won. Um, yeah. So. I mean, this isn't like to to shit on Tatum or like anything, but like it tells you a lot about like how big situation is when you're looking at rookies and like what they could eventually be. Like, let's say James Wiseman went to the Hornets instead. Like his career could look completely different when it does now. And that's not saying, you know, the Warriors did a bad job. They were just in a different place and they, they couldn't afford to let him go through some of those rookie challenges that he inevitably had to go through. And now it looks like, you know, is he fading out of the league? I don't even know how he's doing in Detroit this year, but he has had five DNPs and one appearance for six minutes. Tough. See, exactly. So like you look at situation and it's kind of everything. Um, so good for Tatum. Good that he got put in a good spot and good for the Celtics because they got a uh, generational talent. <laughs> he got a really good player. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that, um, you know, this is what he mentioned because, it's something I think about quite a bit. And I know we've talked about these guys in the NBA go like their whole lives being the best guy in every game they play in. And then they come to the league and it's like, Hey, go stand in the corner and play Mm -hmm. defense. And that's it. Tatum probably didn't want to be corner defense guy. So he was like, I would really like a chance to prove myself. And like you said, he got that and he did it on a big stage and everyone was like, this guy's the future. Celtics are going to win zillion rings. And they were half right. No rings. Yeah. Not yet. Getting there. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Um, all right. Next, let's move on to the NBA part of our show. Uh, and we'll check in around the league. Let, let's check in at the standings. Let's see how everything is. And I found a graphic. So, Sam, I don't know how much of a YouTube guy you are. Do you know Six Rings of Steel makes YouTube videos? I, NBA stuff? Yes. I'm aware <laughs> so he posted his uh, power rankings, right? And I figured that could be a good place to start. See how everyone's doing. See where he ranks them. Give our thoughts. Uh, see how everyone's, uh, you know, just checking around the league. Still has the Nuggets won over the Celtics, which you could say is a problem. But one team the Nuggets has lost, have... the other team is not. That's also true, which is why maybe you have the Celtics above. But I'm not going to complain too much because the Nuggets have been like pretty awesome. Like, like outside of that one loss, they have just picked apart every single team they've played. Like their offense looks unstoppable when they have it on, and it seems like at times they're just messing with teams. Celtics are at two, Warriors at three, Bucks at four, Sixers at five. I'm not going to read it all out here. Or 
You know, yeah, I will. I'll read it quick for the audio listeners. Uh, Nuggets one, Celtics two, Warriors three, Bucks four, Sixers five, Mavs six, Lakers seven, Clippers eight, Suns nine, Pelicans ten, Hawks eleven, Cavs twelve, Magic thirteen, Knicks fourteen, Pacers fifteen, uh, 15 Kings sixteen, Thunder seventeen, T Wolves eighteen, Raptors nineteen, Heat twenty, Nets twenty one, Spurs twenty two, Hornets twenty three, Pistons twenty four, Grizzlies twenty five, Bulls twenty six, Jazz twenty seven, Blazers twenty eight, Rockets twenty nine, Wizards thirty. So that's mm-hmm. what Six Rings of Steel uh, has for the power ranking so far. Any issues with this, Sam? Obviously, you'd probably have the Celtics one. We're a bit biased, but still, they're undefeated. But outside of that, any problems here? Anything you stands out as why are they so high? Why are they so low? Power rankings are always tough because... <laughs> subjective. Yep. It's subjective, and it's like, what are you basing it off of me? I immediately pulled up the standings, and I was like, well... Milwaukee's probably too high from being three and two. They almost lost the Knicks. We're nearly two and three. They haven't been very good on defense. You could argue Philly has been better than Milwaukee. They're, I they will might say be more impressive than Milwaukee. In the replies, he was asked about Memphis not being last because at the time they hadn't won a game yet or whatever. And he said they're missing John Morant still. I'm not ready to say they're the worst team because of this. And then he his explanation was the Grizzlies with John Morant are top 15. The rankings take that into account. I don't want to move teams so much for no reason. I don't want to put them 30 and then 15 two weeks later. So I think there is still a little bit of, okay, the Bucks should be good. They've struggled a little bit, but I'm not going to drop them below teams that are clearly worse than them. So I, I think that's like part of it is he just thinks the Bucks are better than the Sixers, which is probably a fair assessment. Um, but I, right now, I think the Sixers are playing better than the Bucks. but this is kind of... I, I just wanted to add that context that he's he's probably taking a broader thing into account just for the people watching and listening. Sure. No, I, I mean, I get it then. Yeah. Just my mindset, I think Phoenix is probably a little too high at this point. They've had a pretty miserable start. They've had Phoenix injuries, yes. Rough. But they're three and four, 10th in the West. They're, be- they're not very deep. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they lost to the Spurs twice. Yeah. Spurs, a team that people are predicting to be bad. Spurs, Spurs are good, though. They're kind not, of surprisingly good. Yeah. yeah. Three and three. One half game better than Phoenix, who I just said is bad. But it's all yeah. it's all expectations-based, right? Yeah. Um, just other quick standout teams. Uh, Shout out the Pelicans. Charlotte. Charlotte, Pelicans sneaky, well. uh, appropriately okay. placed. Yeah, sneaky. Charlotte's playing okay. all right. They're doing okay. Miami um, should probably be lower right now. Yeah. I think they're better than all the teams below them. You know who they're below in the standing? Charlotte. Mm, I don't care. I'm not going to put the Heat below the Hornets. <laughs> Until see. the Hornets finish the regular season better than the Heat, I'm not putting them below them. Minnesota uh, kind of low. Minnesota's been kind, all right. Kind of low for uh, three and two, fifth in the West. See, that's the problem, though. There's you're just saying, not enough games. This, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're screen. saying you're saying three and three. Well, I'm just putting this as context because we're talking about the NBA, anyways. Um, but they beat it, Denver. Like that's a good win. They're the best defense is. in the league. Like that's impressive. Yeah, they're also like they shouldn't be 18th. <laughs> who are you putting them over then? Like that's the issue. It's also put them over Phoenix right now. No, I can't do that. I don't care. Like, like I understand that they might be playing better than Phoenix at a certain time, but you also have to consider Phoenix has been without like Booker and Beal for like half their games in their like small sample. Where size are the theater. Knicks? The Knicks in his rankings are 14th. Better than the Knicks. That's for damn sure. 
<laughs> and dropping. Um, he's an X fan. I do know that, which he has been vocal about. Prayers. Um, yeah, tough. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's been a weird start to the year for a lot of teams. Um, a lot of teams struggling. A lot of teams below where their expectations should be. Some teams outperforming. Hawks and the Magic, both four and two. Magic look like the team a lot of people thought they could be. Hawks are a weird one. It feels like they might not. They, it, that feels like a fake four and two to me. I, I haven't watched too, too much, but like beat Milwaukee, may, may, you know, maybe I'm talking out of my ass. What's their plus minus on the season so far? They actually have a really good plus minus. So maybe it's not as fake as I thought. The Bulls are a minus 61 on the season, which is kind of impressive. Pretty good. Um, That's <laughs> dude. I any small rant, any small second here. So I write about the Bulls and the Spurs and the Pacers. Uh, I write about the Pacers for fan sided. I write about the Bulls and the Spurs for USA Today. I hate the Bulls. Mm. <laughs> I this is not I hate my job. This I'm grateful that I get to do what I do. I have written three. The Bulls are delaying the inevitable articles because that's all anybody is talking about. I've when looking for content to write about, I've seen at least three to four different videos saying, "Why are the Bulls delaying their rebuild? They suck because they suck." They're so bad. They are top one. Wouldn't want to be a fan of their team. It it's incompetence. It is not talent. It it, it is a complete deny uh, mindset of we suck. Let's rebuild. They have good assets to rebuild with because everybody on their team could be of use to a contender if you put them in the right spot. Zach Levine, not a one option. You make him the third option, we've talked about it, probably not too bad. He can be an efficient scorer when he's put in those right spots. DeMar DeRozan could be the perfect piece for a playoff team missing that closer. Alex Caruso could literally fit in seamlessly on any team. Nicole any Vucic, contender. Any contender. Nikola Vucevic making $20 million a year. That's a really good contract for a guy who is a double-double machine, plays every game, and can hit a three. You put him in the right spots. Like, exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, who else is on their team? Uh, Javon Carter, 3 and D guard. Tory Craig, 3 and D forward. Right? They have players up and down the roster who can make an impact and who teams would pay a first-round pick, a few second-round picks, young talent for. Like they have guys that can be traded and they're just cool with being bad. Even Andre Drummond having an okay season, averaging like six points, five rebounds, 58% from the field. Like a team could use him as a backup big man if they need him. And they're just like Celtics content with doing nothing. No, they're content. They're content with doing nothing. And it's frustrating because they're bad. Their only two wins on the season are, let me let me let me fact check myself here. Their two wins this year are a win over the Indiana Pacers, 112-105, and then an overtime win over the Raptors. Where impressive. Almost everybody, or excuse me, uh yeah, over the Raptors, where they were losing for 99% of the game, and it was a one-point game, and Alex Caruso was a plus 29, and the whole starting lineup was negative plus minus. <laughs> That's horrible. They're so bad. The Bulls stink. They need to blow it up. They could they could start like a really promising, fun rebuild. Kobe White's not a bad player. Patrick Williams is bad right now, but you can see the archetype of a good player if you give him all of the opportunity he needs, right? Uh, uh, who else is on their team? They have like, like guys who you could see like, okay, yeah, that'd be an interesting piece if they rebuild and he was given a lot of minutes. Um, Ayo Dasunmu, fun player, right? Like, he's Lit nice up the Celtics a couple times. 
He's a fun young guard. Uh, e- even they're like young, young guys, Julian Phillips and uh, their other rookie, Adama Sanogo, a two-way guy. Like they have young players. So you can see them giving minutes to you trade them to the, the Kings. You can get a young player. You trade them to the Grizzlies. You, they have plenty of young players. They have too many guys. You can get a couple of young pieces in a draft pick for a player. They have so many easy pathways to rebuilding, and they're just content with being terrible. And it's really okay. See, team that could use a big like Vucevic. Not to say Chet isn't good, but Chet's also like the same weight as me, and I'm six foot three. Yeah, but I think they want to play Chet at center. He's been really good this year. He's been really good this year. He's been good, but he hasn't been able to defend like the big guys. Like Jokic <laughs> dominated him. You know what I'm saying? And I think OKC is a team that's com- uh, capable of competing. Somewhat now, right? But they need that just reinforcement low. People are like, they should go get Rob. And I think that would be fun. But Rob also isn't like a defend the big man guy. He's a Roman block shots guy. I mean, Chet could be that. They could do that with Chet. I don't know. I think they like him more as a traditional center. I know he's going to struggle like early, in the early stages against him beating Jokic, but I think sure. they like him there because they have that flexibility. I mean, he's averaging 2.3 blocks a game. No, he's that wrong. That's what I mean. Imagine Chet is well. Romer. I don't know if he's, I don't know. I, I like him. Random thought. Forward, Do you on. think the NBA in basketball in general just renames positions soon? Mm, no. Nah. Cause you think you don't think so. Nah. I, I think people can think refer to them. He's really but... conforming to these traditional position roles anymore. It's, it's really star player and role players. That's it. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. It's I think they'll keep the position names. People might not refer to it as much, but I think they'll keep them Uh, looking around the rest of the league so we can stop talking about the Bulls. Um, Bucks have definitely struggled a little bit more than people thought. The Lakers have struggled a lot more. They're not shooting well from three. Who could who could have thought their offense would be bad? Well, actually, that's a lie. I thought their offense would be better, and it just hasn't been like they have the structure of like a good offense. Right. Like even like last year. Right. Hand up my bad. I, I was, you know, saying, oh, they'll figure it out. They're talented. They did. But this year you can't even say like on paper they should have a bad offense. Right. They have the right pieces to have a good offense. It just hasn't worked. Right. And a big part of that is the half court hasn't been good. Um, Austin Reeves has been playing terribly. D'Angelo Russell isn't making his threes. Gabe Vincent shooting less than 10 percent on threes. So the guys who should be making shots just aren't, uh, which is killing them. And they need to, you know, they need that to turn it around if they're going to be better. But um that's been bad uh the calves have been kind of disappointing uh they have mitchell just... rumblings now <laughs> not yeah, nothing legit but people are like no. maybe maybe he's in a league yeah. <laughs> who knows uh pass that... for donovan mitchell who says no <laughs> let's just let's just talk about that julius randall's horrendous he's so bad <laughs> i so... i this was is the biggest sam was right ever for the longest time i was like uh he's he's not great but he's he's an nba player you have to give him his respect no i mean fake and it's weird because like he's he's good every other year have you seen that like the whole thing like he's like he goes from oddly enough huh i feel like the celtics overachieve every other year too like all right let's let's do a quick celtics like rewind it'll take like 30 seconds uh 2017 actually let's start 2018 because they kind of overachieved in 17 too 2018 Kyrie and Hayward get hurt. They go in the playoffs. They almost make the finals. 2019, dumpster fire, disaster, end of the season. Kyrie leaves. 2020, they have that weird, quick rebuild with Kemba and NS Cantor, and then they make the Eastern Conference Finals and probably should have won. They probably could have won everything. But still, overachieved where you would have thought they would have been. 
21 disastrous season. Jalen Brown gets hurt. They lose in five games. 22 make the finals. No one thought that would happen. They were terrible halfway through. Last year, everybody thought they would make the finals and they melted in the playoffs. This year, nasty. <clears throat> five games in. Nasty. Um, but Julius Randle stats. Let me read these to you. <clears throat> All right. So 2018 19. Still in the Pelicans. Last year, New Orleans. 21 points, nine, uh, 8.7 rebounds, 3 assists, 52 from the field, 34.4 from deep. Not a bad season, right? Those, you know, okay, respect, fine. First year, New York. <clears throat> 19 points, 9.7 rebounds, 3 assists, 46% from the field, 27.7 from deep. Not good. Just not a good season. Next year. Who can shoot 20, better, me or him? 2020-2021. <clears throat> 24 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 45-6 from the field, 41-1 from deep. He's back. He's good. Next year, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 41% from the field, 31% from deep. Okay. Or Julius Randle. Last year, 25 uh, points, 46 from the field, four, 34 from deep, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Not bad again. Okay. Uh, playoffs, obviously, but like not a bad season. This year, so far, through 6 games. 13.7 points, 10.5 rebounds, 5.2 assists, 27.1% from the field, 22.5% from deep. Bad. <laughs> just just so bad. He's so bad. Um, he's impressively just, bad this year, specifically. It's just like an altogether, like everything about anything you could find on Julius Randle tells you he's bad. Fan opinion, bad. Uh, statistics, bad. Eye test, bad. Uh, <laughs> can we pull up this clip in the in the sheet? From Reddit, I'll I'll pull it up. Just I got it. One. I got it. Okay, you got it. You got better it. You, multitask. You keep talking. Than I am. Yeah, <laughs> just keep this, talking. This killed please. me because of the comment that that was attached to the clip of him. But it's him and Emmanuel quickly running a pick and roll, mm. and it's a pick. But that's it. It's it's only a pick. You have quickly, <laughs> and Julius Randall just stands there. See, obviously, you blame Julius Randall here, and I'm not saying you're wrong to not blame him. Yeah. But you do wonder if he thought it was just going to be a ju- like an Emmanuel quickly takes the three or Emmanuel quickly drives and like a pick and pop, but like just <laughs> he just don't know yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> Julius Randle is also like a weird attitude guy too, which makes it easier to hate on him because yeah. it just feels like he's not really like conforming to the whole team thing. Like the Knicks on paper do have a very good roster. They went up this summer and got better. The addition of DiVincenzo should help them out too, right? Have you seen this? But uh, let's see. I'm not in the tab. Oh, so, I saw this. This in is this... Julius Randle, mad as hell. Context: Jalen Brunson, absolute heater of a game to this point. Yes. So <laughs> I Sorry. well, I was about to give the context to the audio listeners, and that was, and I thought you were going to because I don't see you right now. The context is New York's down by one point under a minute left. I I'm in the other tab, so I'm not. Oh, okay, okay. You. I was like, we're doing this again with my camera. The I was Knicks, about to have a stroke. The Knicks are down by one point, one hundred three, one hundred four. Jalen Brunson has the ball, uh, and like Sam said, Jalen Brunson's having a really good game right now. Jalen Brunson uh, gets Dame on him. Dame, who hasn't been very good on defense this year. Gets we'll in the get paint, gets around, gets an okay shot. Julius Randle, not happy with the shot. It's <laughs> just walks back. back. Yeah. <laughs> and I will say, listen, it is very clear he is guarding Giannis. And so he is just like waiting for Giannis, right? You know what I'm saying? Like Giannis sure. isn't even anywhere close to pass. So you see Julius Randle tracking him. You are down by one point and you're not getting back to help on defense. That's such a bad look. And look at <laughs> it, it's 
so bad. It's such a bad look. Not only does he not get back, but it results in an and one. Like he's not back on defense. Yeah. And listen, I like you said, he's picking up Giannis. If he's back, Mitchell the court yeah. and try and block Dame on the drive. Yeah. Also, who's guarding Chris Middleton? Or yeah, see, this is the problem. He's supposed to be guarding. Well, it's four really four nobody's here. running back. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's jogging. All these guys are just happy guarding but their he's, guys. He's not even like facing the right way. That's where the problem lies. Yeah, him and Quentin Grimes are both checking Giannis right now. I think Quentin Grimes assumed, okay, Julius Randle will hustle back cover for me. I'll guard his yeah. guy. And Julius Randle's just watching. That's the play. where you're wrong, kiddo. Yeah, <clears throat> just a mess. That's, I'm also not convinced this was a foul. I don't, I don't think this was a foul. <laughs> it's kind of a lame and foul. And the Knicks blew this game, by the way. They had this yeah. one, and they just couldn't finish it. Yeah. I don't know. Julius Randle stinks. Sorry for the Knicks. I also wanted to see um, who's playing well for the Knicks right now. Jalen Brunson, uh, 25 points on solid. <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Solid shooting, 42%, 39.5%. Uh, RJ Barrett, 21 points on actually very efficient shooting. He's been good in the four games he's played in. Quickly, 15.8 points on OK shooting, not shooting well from three. Then there's Randall with his terrible efficiency. Quentin Grimes is shooting all right. Um, it's just <laughs> Julius Randall stinks. He just sucks. There was a good um, Reddit post about this. Let me find it very quickly. It's it should be right. Here. Let me ask you this: If you are the Bulls and you got offered Julius Randall and two first round picks for Demar Derozan or Zach Levine, would you do it? <laughs> probably yeah i think i think you're going to get more out of those guys than julius randall the only problem is no, i'm asking if you're the bulls if you're the bulls yeah i guess if you're the bulls what's in it for you when's his contract expire uh pff, tough <laughs> they do I have the picks, gotta... though. i i think maybe i would do that because if you're chicago you would like to kickstart the rebuild julius randall's got this year next year and then a player option in 25 26 so it's not great uh yeah julius randall's under contract for a long time um Knicks are in a tough spot. What clip are you looking for? Uh this is from a podcast. I don't they didn't really like caption it, but this is a quick like breakdown of what's going on with the Knicks. Sure. Person says, I think the Knicks are a team that's engaged in a civil war. That war is between the guys who know how to play and the ones who don't. <laughs> On one side, you've got Brunson and the Villanova guys, you got Grimes, Hartenstein, Robinson, etc. On the other hand, you have the hand of uh Julius Randle. R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. Guys that are just playing impulse basketball. You can't get through a regular season on impulse basketball. You can't get anywhere in the playoffs on impulse basketball. Top comment. Randall is in a war against basketball in general. Yeah. <laughs> He's been bad. And that's uh, it's kind of all you can say about it. So. Prayers. Uh, someone else who's been bad. Speaking of bad. Damian, Damian Lillard just not playing defense this year very well. Um Excuse me, Brad Botkin of CBS. This is he wrote this. At the moment, to suggest Lillard is uncommitted to playing defense would be an understatement. In reality, the guy is playing some of the laziest, flat out worst defense of his career. It's been borderline disgraceful at times. Uh, Bucks are 25th in defensive rating. They have a net rating of minus four. Um, and my response is the he's not a good defender. Like he's <laughs> like this isn't him being lazy or or you know, <clears throat> uncommitted. He's just bad. It's not a coincidence that his Blazers teams have always been one of the worst defensive teams in the league. That's not to say he didn't have, you know, a bad defensive team around him. He did, but he was a part of the team too. 
And so it's almost going to make him look worse when you put a good defensive team around him because he is very clearly the weak link. He's just not a good defender. (laughs) Well, it's tough because Milwaukee has been a team that's been built on their defensive identity. Holiday being there was a huge piece of that. Of course, you have Giannis and Brooke Lopez involved too. Now you lose Holiday, you get Dame, who's this offensive superstar. He is aging, and he's making Mm -hmm. a ton of money towards the back end of this contract. And he's not giving you much on defense. Your team is going to have to rework the way it works. It's going to be weird. There's going to be growing pains. There's a reason why they have a negative net rating. It's because they're not quite comfortable just yet. And it's so funny. It's so, so funny (laughs) because all summer it was Dame is going to be a game changer wherever he goes. Miami needs to get Dame. Everybody was like, they they shouldn't get Dame. I was one of them. I was like, they don't deserve this. You know, they're not paying for him. Milwaukee pays up fair (laughs) and square gets the guy. And at the time it was like, does this really make sense? Like if I'm Milwaukee last summer, did you really need to go and do something? Did you lose in the first round to Miami? Yes, you did. However, the last two seasons after winning the NBA Finals, members of your core have been injured throughout the playoffs. Chris Middleton, knee problems. This has an asterisk because he's consistently injured. But last year, Giannis hurts himself halfway through the Miami series. And then Miami rolls the rest of the Eastern Conference. How much do you really have to put into that weight-wise? Do you really have to gut like the identity of your team? I don't think so. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have anything else to add. I, we said it this it, summer. It's just like... different. It's not like the Celtics where <laughs> yeah. it felt like the Celtics hit their ceiling. Like we all kind of knew it was coming. We didn't want – like I didn't want to see Smart go. I wasn't for it. Still think it was like a morally incorrect thing to do. But Porzingis has been a baller addition. And then they went and got Drew Holiday on top of it because Wick Grossbook was like, we can't win with this group. We need to shake it up because we keep hitting the ceiling. And it's not a championship. The ceiling is not a championship, so they went and changed everything. Milwaukee shouldn't have had that weird impulse. Yeah, I see what you mean. No, I agree. And then, I mean, the Celtics went out and got Drew Holiday, which is going to be the funniest thing ever if he clamps Damian Lillard in a playoff series. That's just going to be the really funniest good. thing in the world. <clears throat> Drew Holiday's been awesome. <laughs> um, next thing, Draymond Green got kicked in the nuts, and it's really funny. That's That's the takeaway. <clears throat> that is what we're talking about right now. It is the ultimate karma. Uh, Draymond Green got kicked in the nuts. And I saw a tweet that was like uh, Draymond Green in his head. Oh, my God. This is what I've been doing to people for years. Oh, my God. Um, This is Draymond Green getting kicked in the nuts by Jared Allen uh, against the Cavaliers. Oh, no, Um, Draymond. Yeah. Bang. Wham. Down goes Draymond, not feeling too hot. Um, that's it. I don't. I don't know if there's any like deeper talk about this. I think it's just kind of funny that uh, he got a taste of what he's like, gotten delivered. He was uh, none too pleased. The Draymond Green rule is only a rule when Draymond Green is delivering. Cool. Is that what he said? Yeah. I mean, on, kind of fair enough. Like that's kind of true. Well, um, when you have like a hey. I do assault people every once in a while on the basketball court reputation. More eyebrows will be raised when you assault somebody. They're like, well, he definitely meant to do that. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen, the most notable thing about him is Scal. Every time he sees Jared Allen is like, hey, he knows how to build a computer from scratch. Yeah, He's not out there 
hitting people every time he's playing basketball. He didn't stomp somebody last spring in the play. Most electric moment I've ever seen, but he didn't stomp anybody. He didn't. This is true. Uh, last NBA thing we have. The stomp. Uh, the Heat's court is potentially oh, the worst oh, thing we've no. ever seen in our lives. The Heat courts, you, I showed you this, right? Yeah, you showed So me I'm going to read you what it says in the Heat's paint. Uh, for audio listeners, you heard me right. The Heat wrote words in the paint. Hardest working, best conditioned, most professional, unselfish, toughest, meanest, nastiest team in the NBA. Sam. <laughs> first reply now, fire. I'm just looking at the screen. Yeah. The first reply is just Tyler here on Duncan Robinson. Um, Sam, have you ever been to Hallmark? No. Or do you know you understand you know what Hallmark is? Though? They make the cards. <clears throat> this is in the movies. This is the equivalent of a 40-year-old white mom putting live, laugh, love hanging up in her uh that is true. In her kitchen. Good call. This is the equivalent of someone putting like fall season is here and love my mom. She does this, yeah, right? She's, she's already ready for house. Christmas. It's <laughs> November 6th. But this is the equivalent of that. And it's horrendous. And my favorite comment on this is this guy who pointed out, this is a Pat Rowley quote from when he was describing the 90s Knicks teams he coached. And oh, they just no. slapped it in the heat paint. Even better um, is this me oh no way when you finished talking i was gonna say they should do 55 burgers 55 fries 55 tacos 55 pies yeah oh i'm mad as hell that somebody actually did that yeah uh yeah this might be this might be worse than the in-season tournament courts this is bad yeah this is this is the worst thing they've ever put on a basketball court uh and i can't think of a better way to kick off the rat list so let's get into the rat list here uh and let's rock sam would you like to kick it off would you like to start i will start let's see which one should i start with let's let's go down the list uh okay so yesterday me and some of the boys we went to see bill burr at foxwoods first and foremost bill burr excellent man delivered great show laughed my ass off he was excellent per usual now i guess i'll go in chronological Jesus Christ. Chronological order. When we went to Foxwoods, we went to Guy Fieri's restaurant. Guy Fieri's restaurant is typically a fine establishment. Sure. Go there just about every time I go to Foxwoods. Good food. A little expensive, but that's what you're going to get in the casino. We all sit down and we, three of us order sandwiches, whether it's a burger, chicken sandwich, whatever. The waiter says, when we order these things, each to each one of us, oh, garlic fries with that? We're all like, yeah. Now, if the waiter asked you, Jack, if you wanted garlic fries, I would imagine you would say, yeah, without thinking, because you would just assume he was like, this is the normal thing. Do you want this with your meal? Because that's what comes with it. Uh, that was not the case. No, he's probably trying to upcharge you. He sure was. He upcharged <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah. And it was an extra like three or four dollars for these fucking garlic fries, and they weren't even as good as regular fries. Yeah, no, I no, I think asking for garlic fries sounds like he's upcharging you. See, we didn't think that. We were just like, oh, because like when if you go to a restaurant and you're like, Can I get like a chicken sandwich? And they're like, Do you want fries with that? Like that's what it comes with. You're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fries are fine. I don't want a sub. If he's like Kinda. garlic fries, I'm thinking the same thing. 
no, I don't. I, I'm I'm have to split that ratless between y'all and and him. Uh, everything comes with normal fries. It probably said on the menu comes with fries, and so he said garlic fries. It's like, yeah, no, I, I, I think that's why would you why would you ask? Because he wants to get you to spend more money. That's literally exactly. his Rattlest. job. That's literally his job. You fell for it. No, that's his a job 50, is to 50. provide good service. He's not <laughs> no, a, that's car, a car salesman. That's a fitty fitty. Uh, yeah, no, I'm split that 50. Next 50. time I go to Foxwoods, going into Guy Fieri's out of spite and just getting waters. <laughs> uh, I'm going to rat list. Uh, well, first, it can be part of the rat list because I just saw it on Twitter. Um, this, is, this is all time. This is awesome. List. Uh, the Julius oh, Randall tour. I'll get him. I'll get him. Yeah, uh, oh. you're too slow. You're not paying attention. Uh, Julius Randall tour, and it's just all of his, like, the his tour shooting dates. percentages, and it looks like actual tour dates. It is crazy um, how poorly he's been playing. But uh, my first rat list, I'll put Duke. Uh, he's still in the cage. He's still in the cone. But in the mornings, his new thing, or he's not his new thing. He just cries and whines and barks from like the moment everyone else leaves the house until somebody comes to see him. And so I will be in bed, wake up at 745 to him whining. And this morning, 745, wake up, go back to sleep, wake up 815 because he just hasn't stopped for like 30, 40 minutes. Uh, and I just like go sleep on the couch for the rest of my morning. And I'm like still tired now because I was like woken up like twice by this fuckhead. Uh, and so that that pissed me off. So Ratless Duke for being an asshole. Being the worst. <laughs> so that's what I got. So right, what, what's next? After I played or not played after I went to Guy Fieri's, I played some blackjack. Now, can't really Ratless the casino because they took my money because what are you going to do? That's just kind of what they do. Right. Yeah. You lose. I will rat list. So when I sat down, there was a couple people that got up, they left. Jack, when you came to the casino with me, you were very, you were a very good player. You were conscious. You were willing to listen to, uh, you know, help. Yeah. I'm sitting there and this kid and his friend come over. Now the one kid sits down and his friend's just kind of hanging out watching. I'm not really paying attention to the friend. A few hands go by. I start losing. Friend sits down. Would you like to guess for how much money the friend bought in for at a $15 table? Oof. Uh, like $30? They like double or something? $20. <clears throat> he bought in for one fucking hand. His, and he's wearing this stupid fucking cowboy outfit. He had the little tie <laughs> with the strings and everything. Yeah. He had no idea what he was doing. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? To buy in for 20, just don't play or, or buy in for enough so you can play multiple hands or double down or split your cards if you have to. So rat list him. Yeah, that's a good one. That's bad. Uh, I'll rat list Duncan. So Sam, I'm not a mint guy. Sam told me to get peppermint. It just didn't taste like it. It felt like they didn't like mix it or there was nothing because I didn't get any of the peppermint flavor till the bottom. It wasn't bad when I had it. It was fine. I'll probably get it again to try it again. But like the first maybe 80% of my coffee was just normal fucking coffee. Like just no flavor. So like, what are we doing? And this specific, this particular Duncan, it's the same person working every time. And they are, what's the kind way to say this? Terrible. Uh, they, they, they're always in a bad mood. They get the order wrong. They don't pay attention. One time, 
you're gonna rat list me one time they didn't even like take my card they just handed me my food and said bye and i i was like i'm not gonna get somebody fired i'm like i haven't paid yet and they were like oh that would have been bad like they're just dumb like they they just don't pay attention they clearly hate their job and on the one hand like be better like it's, it's annoying on the second hand i would also probably hate my job if i worked at dunkin donuts so respect you if you work at dunkin be better and there is this guy at the same dunkin just the kindest human i've ever met in my life like i've I've tipped him big before like whatever he's just a nice dude like good energy all that stuff but this one person that's always there is just like i was literally still pulling up to the window and she started handing me my food through the thing and said okay goodbye i'm like okay um, okay whatever see ya it's just it's a lot very clearly doesn't want to be there and not saying that it's the wrong mindset but it's it's annoying when you're the one who has to deal with it. So frustrating. Rat list. So as we continue on my voyage through Foxwoods. Sure. After I've lost my, my ass in blackjack, we're now <laughs> looking for half the party that uh, wandered off and wanted to explore afterwards. Now, there's nothing wrong with this. They're not on the rat list. The rat list, as Joe and I were walking through the casino, People just stop right in the middle of where you're walking. Just stop. Yeah. Just stop right like in the way. The station too. Yeah. You should be able to bulldoze those people and have it be a block, not a charge. Yeah. Block. If you I'm just back. stop in the middle of the walkway, you're in the landing space. It's the equivalent. Do you know what's the worst? Point. Equally as bad as the people who are in large groups who walk uh, horizontally or instead oh, yeah. of vertically. You know what yep. I'm saying? That they like they, take up the whole space. Wall. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. They make a Giannis wall in real life. Yeah. Tough. <clears throat> That's uh, very annoying. Um, Can I anti-rattless something? Sure. Dude, the wiggles are fire. This is, <laughs> did you see, did you see my tweets last night? I did. I did. I saw <clears throat> Dude, them. Have you, did you see the conversation I had with, uh, I think his name's Michael on Twitter. who always comments on the stuff. Have you, were you a wiggles kid? No, I knew it. I knew it. He goes, you guys should do a wiggles tier list of songs. And I said, no, Sam's the loser. I bet he's never even seen the wiggles. And I was correct. <laughs> I'm familiar with, <laughs> With the Wiggles, I just don't remember any of it. Tough. I was strange as a kid. I like so when I was watching like children's television, I would go through phases with with each network. Like I would not bounce between Disney Channel and Nick in Cartoon Network. I would have a phase where I was only watching Disney Channel shows. I was only watching Nickelodeon shows. I was only watching Cartoon Network shows. Okay. So Wiggles, but Wiggles isn't like that. Wiggles is like three to six years old. Wiggles. This isn't like you have your choice. No, you just never watched. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I was watching the Wiggles. I don't remember what I was watching at the time, but I don't think it was the Wiggles. So tough. That's a tough look. What? So what? what, Like, what did you watch as a child? Well, you like Tom and Jerry. Like, I'm trying to think early, early childhood. Tom and Jerry, good. Yeah. No. Okay. Tom and Jerry. Jerry. Um, I was a big Scooby Doo kid. Like As a young. young, young kid, I mm. liked. Remember, like the whale Oswald. Yeah, sure. I I'll that. back that. Yeah, you remember you Sesame Street guy? Sesame Street's like another one. Like I don't remember. I'm sure I, I watched it. Street. Uh, Bear in the Big Blue House. That was fire. You remember that? Well, I like you know what was my Clues. shit. Blues Clues. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. Now we're on the same level. Dragon Tales was fire. That was I don't know if you're Dragon, Dragon Tales is one I watched, but I don't remember a lot of it. Dragon Tales was heat. Blues Clues is a good call though. Um, I'll give you that. But now nah, the Wiggles, dude. Listen to some Wiggle songs just in general. Trust, like trust me. 
I'm okay. Hold up, we're gonna get copyright. I don't give a fuck. We won't make money on this pod. I need to show you the wiggles. Um, you'll get copyrighted I, I've been for listening. the fucking wiggles, but you'll have the guys in the comments <laughs> about they can game off. tape. It's fine. Uh, yeah, they can get mad. Uh, I need to find this. Wake up, Jeff. Goes stupid hard. Ready for this? All right. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. We'll play. So they did a. Uh, you know, Kid Leroy. No. You don't know the Kid Leroy. Yes, you do. What? The artist, the Kid no. Leroy. You don't know who that is. No. All right. <sighs> Anyways, he's like from Australia. He's like a big artist, and he he was at a Definitely concert once in Australia's. And well, no, you do, and I'll t- show you after. He um was doing a concert in Australia and he's from Australia and so the Wiggles and he's like everybody put your fucking hands together for the fucking Wiggles and he brings them out at his concert and they just sing all it was fire but uh hold up here's here's I was listening to Fruit Sad last night this one goes stupid hard this is Wake Up Jeff ready for wake it Wake Up Jeff everybody's wiggling Wake Up Jeff we really need you Wake Up Jeff you're missing all the fun now Wake Up Jeff before the day's through What's that sound? I can hear somebody snoring not a What's that sound? It's not Murray or Greg No He's awake, so I can't believe they put this on TV for kids It must so be fire. Jeff Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up Here's the Wiggles Big red car goes hard 30 years of the Wiggles Chugga, chugga, big red car We'll travel near and we'll travel far In defense of the Wiggles, this kind of sounds like the Beatles Like, this is something I can hear the Beatles doing You know what I'm saying? Have you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Beatles songs are very similar Like, they're very basic Tech Not a tech This is not a bad take I could hear the Beatles like if you if you like did not tell me this was the Wiggles and you just played this music, I would go, oh, my God, is that a really deep cut Beatles song? Yo, so <laughs> everyone's going to be so fucking mad at you for that. They're not going to be mad. That's not that crazy of a take. <laughs> Some of the shit the Beatles fuck. Paul McCartney was fucking around making yes, no songs because he knew everybody would sing it. You can't tell me that man wasn't like, we could put out a big red car song and everybody would be like, yeah, this rules. You're not a fruit salad guy? This I've heard before. This is not something I could hear. To be clear, big red car, something I could hear the Beatles doing. Fruit salad, not something I could see the Beatles doing. Wiggles are I don't fine. think that's an outrageous take at all. I watched like three full episodes of the Wiggles last night when I was working. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's great. To tell you. It was awesome. It was great. I had a great time. It was fun. Good. <clears throat> Anti Ratless, the Wiggles. Love the Wiggles. All right. All I'm right. done. I have nothing else. Uh, actually, nothing I else? do quickly before you go. It's just like, so I, I'm in on the cold. I like the winter. I like that time of year. Me too. It's just like a draft in my room and i don't know where it's coming from like i'm checking all the spots and like i can't tell where it's coming in from so like ratless that feeling where you like you just don't know you know what i'm saying where like the breeze of cold air is coming from it's pissing me off right. anyways okay now i'm done you can go. nah dude it, i i like the cold weather but i don't like the early darkness so it's gonna be dark in like literally yes. 20 minutes uh, oh i do have one more if you want to close i can go or if i can wait yeah go ahead i'll close um this video i have here is uh, closed that's fine so uh ratless Seth. So Seth is a very oh, nice guy. No. We play ball with on Sundays. And we play on a timer when we play pickup. 
<clears throat> like 10 minutes. Um, so in the final minute, if you're losing, we instituted a rule because there's no shot clock that you can foul uh, and send the other team to a line for one free throw, <clears throat> etc. So my team was down by one. We had just fouled. I don't know. It might've been Seth taking the free throw and they missed whoever it was. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I got the rebound again. We're down by one and Seth fouls me intentionally sending me to the line with a chance to make a free throw to put our teams tied at 10, 10. And I missed. And the, I think the reason he did this, well, he said like, Oh, I just didn't want to run back on defense. But when we were shooting Take for teams, foul. when we were shooting for teams, me and Henry just didn't make our free throws. We just didn't. Um, <clears throat> So, yeah, and then we lost the game because I missed the free throw at the end of the game, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I know your take is always that's the one thing you should be able to do. Yes. Except not for me because you probably grew up playing on travel and all these teams and all these teams no. like practicing those. You didn't play basketball growing up. I didn't try. I didn't play try. I played rec league. I played baseball. Baseball is the thing I played. The most. You played in As high school. Kid. You were on I the high school basketball high school. team. Did you practice free throws on the high school basketball team? Sure did. Exactly. Every time, every time I warm up, I shoot free throws. Exactly. I didn't do that. I never made a basketball team. So I was never like, I never had to practice free throws. I've only ever played pickup. I played rec league and stuff, but like, uh, like we didn't like, pra like we practiced drills and fundamentals and stuff. Like we didn't go for that. If you're in high school basketball team, you're obviously going to practice free throws. I never did that growing up. So I've just never been like good at free throws because I've, I, I was never required to practice free throws because mm. I was never good enough to make a team, which uh, Evan Turner pointed out on Twitter the other day, which was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, Ratless Seth is a good guy, Seth, but motherfucker, <laughs> he hack jacked me at the end of the game. <laughs> make your free throws. Credit yeah. to me, I made all my free throws in the playoffs for men's league. We just didn't win the championship. We had crazy ending in the men's league game. This is not Ratless stuff, but we were down three and we had to do the free throw thing. So we cut it to one because the person missed the three worth does a putback, right? So we're down one guy makes both free throws for the other team. No, no timeouts. Ball is inbounding to me. I'm dribbling down the court. Meanwhile, the defense leaves this guy on our team that has made eight threes, nine threes in this game. The man hasn't missed. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe he's open. I hit him and he made it to go to overtime. Mm. Crazy reaction. Half our team thought we won the game. That was the last basket we scored. We did not score in <laughs> overtime. Uh, we lost Damn. by 14 points. <laughs> That's tough. That's um, tough. But final final personal rat list is uh, at this comedy show, you have to put your phones in bags. You sure. lock your phones away so you can't be filming and, and releasing the, the jokes and material before yeah. it goes up on a special. The problem is we got there an hour before the show started. So we were sitting there in our seats with no access to our phones. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people watching a lot of, Oh, who's going to get the fat guy to sit next to him. <laughs> okay. Joe almost sure. perished, but the person was in the wrong seat. <laughs> Tough. Tough. Okay. One. We will wrap with this. Sure. I was on Reddit today. I have the video. I think I pulled it up. You have it? Is, is it actually playing the video or is it just a still? No, is this it? This is it. Okay. Would you like me to play? Yeah, you can play. All right. I've had enough of this. This punishment stuff is going to suck. This is a kid in the classroom. This is a kid in the classroom talking to Talking to his dad. That's not how this works. I am the teacher. The alpha takes priority over the teacher. 
The alpha takes priority over everything. Do you well, not know how that the works? The teacher is telling the alpha to sit in the seat right now. And the alpha doesn't have to listen to order from its mode. Well, you don't have to listen, but the consequences that follow are going to still apply to the alpha. The alpha doesn't take punishment. We'll see how well that works out for you, okay? Dude, mad respect to the teacher for not like strangling the kid. Handled that really well. He's. Yeah. I, I love. I love the. Uh, well, the alpha still has to listen to the teacher. <laughs> the, and for audio listeners, this kid's like high school, like fifteen years old. High like school, standing there like Skip Bayless yeah. with his fist clench. <laughs> that's fire. That's fire. All right. That's all you got. That's all we got. That, that's what we got today. Elite. Love it. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. This is a long episode, too, because we still have to record the... Uh... We have not done any game tape yet. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. We appreciate it very much. Again, make sure to comment uh, on the video. What's popping with your comments? Uh, have a chance to be entered into the Impopnito uh, raffle to win a $10 gift card for Impopnito. Again, we'll be contacting the winner from today's or last episode, I should say, Jenny, uh, with her you know, prize, all that stuff. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to How About Them Celtics, uh, and I will let Sam take it out. Yes, thank you very much for listening or watching. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our daily uploads. We're putting in the time, giving you daily Celtics content, so don't miss any of it. Leave a like, comment what's popping, get yourself some free popcorn. You can find us on Spotify and Apple as well for the audio versions of the pods, as well as game recaps. If there's no pod that day, but there's a game, we'll make sure we give you some thoughts on the game on the audio platforms. Why not? Follow us there. Leave a five-star review. Say something nice about the boys. You can find us on socials at How About Them Seas. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Facebook is just the name of the podcast. You can follow us there. Just the name of the pod, as you see it on the screen. You can follow Jack on Twitter at Jack's One NBA. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. It's it for us. Bye. Check, check, go. Come on. Tackles. 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 Tackles having some fun here.